welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right. Welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dave Nicole Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you so you can start winning with life, money, and business. And so we're here on Blog Talk. I definitely want to hear from you, uh, these listeners here at Blog Talk Radio, and we're also here on Clubhouse. And um, if you got an iPhone, you can hop in on Clubhouse, but it's no recording on Clubhouse. So, you know, um, Blog Talk is always here. You can always go back to NicoleSmithJackson.com and hear the replays. But we've been talking about millions from scratch. What does it really take? And, you know, um, Robert and I have been here, and uh, along with Bishop, uh, Mason, Denikia, T. Anthony Money, who'll probably be happening, and a few other good friends. And this is the thing. We want to help you, and we know that some of us on the stage are already there. Some of us are on our way, but there are some real big distinctions that I notice, especially being in the clubhouse rooms, hearing people's hearts, their minds, concerning success and money like every day, and I'm hearing a, a ring of um, a theme of not good enough. And so I just got to hop in and talk about this. It's, it's extremely important that we discuss this on today. And our scripture is coming out of Matthew 7 and 7. And I want to share a few distinctions that I know for sure is holding people back. And um, I want you to grab a pen and paper, if you can, so we can discuss this. Let's go to the Lord on today. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made. And we're glad and rejoice we're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, you... Father, grace and mercy that you've given us and even the instructions that you've given us that you have a desire to give us greatness. As a matter of fact, you've given us your only begotten son that came for us to have life and have it more abundantly. Dear Lord, right now as we are asking you, your Holy Spirit, to do just a a spiritual surgery on our mind that we'll remember that you have no respect of a person, and that you don't make any mistakes. You've created each and every one of us exactly the way that you knew we needed to be to call out and to walk out our purpose. Holy Spirit, help us accept that truth right now in the name of Jesus. Help us identify Clarify in the highest level of acceptance of who you have made us and called us to be so we can go out and do these great exploits in your name and understand that we are the head and not the tail. We thank you just for that truth to ring forth in this episode of Power Start Your Day as we honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Excuse my pause, because I'm, sometimes it'll be like when I'll go into a particular topic that God will have us to speak about concerning 
business. And I know that we, we have to say this word millions because you got to say a word that a person would recognize as um, considered great success. And, and I want to let you know that with there being over a thousand plus millionaires, uh, new millionaires every single day uh, being created. And especially now that even though the world seemed like it was really large, the World Wide Web, www. has now brought the world together. It makes it a lot easier for many people to be successful, no matter what it is that you offer. Um, I can remember a time where it seemed extremely difficult to uh, wrap my mind around how to get to ideal clients, how to get to people, even if they don't live in my city, my state. And this is the scripture that God has continued to give me for every step or next level of success that I ask him for. And I do, and I ask him for it. And Matthew 7 and 7 reads, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Now, if you want to continue on the aid, and it's going to say for everyone who asks, receives, the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We're here right now with 1,074 episodes of Power Start Your Day. And I've never had like a sponsorship or anyone to pay directly uh, for this show or anything like that, but it was something that God told me to do. And when I see not only the, the, the doors that have been opened, not for me, but for others, but the access that has been given to others, to God's people, just from the idea of me acknowledging and accepting to be a vessel at whatever God, level God chose at that moment. And people might say, no, you choose the, le the level. How many times have you chosen a, a goal or created a goal and you've missed it? I know many times I know I have. But then I began to identify a real clear formula on how to not miss. How to not miss. And, and when you now are sure, most people, the reason why they might magnify a millionaire and minimize themselves is because they're not sure about themselves or what they're doing. They're not sure if they're doing what they should be doing. They're not sure. They're not certain. And that's one of the top human needs is being certain. And many people don't take the time to become certain. And so when you get up on a stage and somebody say, pitch, ask a question, whatever, you're afraid because you're not certain. Uncertainty lines up with fear. It lines up with fear. And all we have to do is ask, seek, and knock. I want you to know that there are some things, in case you wonder, you say, are there some things that I do wrong? Am I, am, I, am, I not, am I missing something? And I wouldn't say that you're missing something. I want to say that maybe you haven't taken some things serious. If you want to know, is there really a big difference between you and highly successful people? Do they have superpowers that you don't? The answer is yes, there are some differences between people who are highly successful and people who are highly unsuccessful. There are some differences. But are they superpowers? Meaning, is there something that you can't acquire or something that you can't learn? The answer is no. But the problem is some people want to learn what they should not be trying to learn. 
It don't take the time to identify, well, what already has God placed in me? Like, what are the things that I already can do naturally uh, that I do, like, without thinking about it? What are those things, and how can I grow and monetize those things? No, we want to grow and monetize things that other people have. Covaciousness, meaning we want what someone else has versus what God has already given us to grow that. I've seen that be a major issue, and what happens is that we will now magnify someone just because they have money, which will automatically minimize yourself because you feel you don't have money. When you think about that for a moment, identifying a person or putting them in a higher level, sometimes even a level of deity, just because they have money, would you think that would be somewhat sort of a sin? I'm talking about something that separates you from God, and if you're further away from God, then you can't operate in what God has given you. Do you think that might give you some issues, some trip-ups? Even if you acquire the money, you got all these things going on in your head that's running you cray-cray. I've seen that happen so often. We mystify Things Like we think that things are secret versus we just have beliefs that we deserve access. And when you get the access, you take action. How many people have been given access to opportunities that they take no action? And they're wondering, I don't even understand, why would you be wondering why are you not experiencing the success when you know you're not taking action, even though you've been given access? What about the information that you could have implemented, but you never implemented, or you don't implement consistently? That's just something that successful people do. They know that it's about habit, something that they're doing consistently that will take them to a place of monetization. How many times have you been focused on things that make no money and give very little focus to things that would make money? Because after you now get clarification and you start taking action, the focus has to be monetization. We're talking about millions, right? We're not talking about millions in your head. We're talking about in the bank account. So that means that there has to be actions that now will give transfer of the money from others to you. Is this your focus consistently every day? Once we begin to do this, we'll stop mystifying and magnifying people just because they have more money. You will know exactly that you're on the right path to your millions from scratch. I want to open up on this morning, um, and, and let's talk about this. Bishop Rasby, we know that you, uh, you, you speak, you you you. You are a very learned man, especially when it comes to the Bible. You've gone to the root, the, even the source of words. Many a times when we might say, okay, we know that the word, we know that we have the logos word, the word that we're reading, like a book, a textbook. That's what people do. They read the Bible. They, we also have the rhema word that even if you haven't gone to theology school, that if you now say, let me make the connection to the source, that God starts descrambling some things for you. I'm a prime example of that. I'm a prime example of that. People say, I speak well. I think I'll go back and listen and say, oh, I messed that up. And I don't even care. 
I don't even care. I just know that if it came straight from the heart, pure heart, clean hands, is what God wanted to be said at that moment. And it was even how he wanted it to be said. Can we talk about the identity crisis that many of believers have to where now all of a sudden they're walking the room and can somebody say they make a hundred million, all of a sudden they forget that they are children of the most high God. What's happening with this identity crisis? Well, good morning, Dr. Nicola. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Good morning uh, to you, Robert, to Nikia T. Money, and to everybody that's in the audience. Let me say, I, I believe it, and again, forgive my breathing, you know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe it boils down to a mindset, and uh, particularly with believers. And I, I'm, I'm pretty partial when I make these comments because I'm a charismatic believer. I'm a spirit-filled believer. Uh, as, as one would say, you know, a tongue talker. So I believe many times with those of us who are charismatic, we have been consciously and unconsciously taught to check our minds at the door, which means everything is about being spiritual, supernatural, spooky spiritual, or emotional. And so many times we don't worship from a place of cognition. We worship from a place of emotion. And with that, we, we lose the strength of a mindset and that which is necessary for paradigm shifting and mindset shifting and placement. And we think that God can't use our minds. We just want to feel something. But reality is your spirit needs your mind to be able to interpret what God says, what he deposits, and then begin to walk it out and fulfill it. And so because we are not used to stimulating ourselves mentally, when we're told to read something, we're told to read the Bible. We're not told to read anything else that's going to broaden our horizon or cause us to grow, uh, again, mentally and even emotionally. We don't know how to balance our emotions. We don't want to operate in an emotional, healthy Christianity. And so as a result of that, we walk around feeling inferior because although we read stuff like with the head and not the tail, we live like the tail as opposed to the head. And we think about headship, it's such a lofty goal until we feel like it's unobtainable. And so with that mindset shift, particularly relative to the subject matter, we have to start thinking differently. Matthew 7 and 7, uh, when it speaks of ask and knock and see, uh, in the Greek grammatical construction, it's a present imperative, which speaks of a simple action that requires repetitive motion, which means you don't do it once, you do it over and over again. There you go. You read in any other translation, uh, King James gave a poor one, it would, it would read like this, keep asking keep knocking, keep seeking, because it's going to require that. And sometimes in that pursuit of asking and knocking and seeking, and I said it out of, uh, out of order, but it remains the same. When in that pursuit, it, it, it causes you many times to magnetically draw the right people and the right resources towards you. And sometimes with that, that can cause a mind shift as well. You said something to us a few weeks ago. You said that entrepreneurs, are going to be the heroes of this new economy. But in order for us to really be a part of that shift, our minds have to change. We have to start thinking like the employer and not the employee. Uh, we have to start thinking like the owner and not being owned, uh, not being bossed around, but being a boss. Like Jay-Z said, he said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman, which simply speaks to the fact that you are the brand and you have something to offer. You have to start telling yourself that. I have affirmations that I speak 
daily reminding myself that I have a right to be who God is calling me to be, regardless of who does not agree. And you got to give yourself permission to be great and to allow people to think what they want to think while you understand who you are, because people will never treat you any greater than how you see you, and they will never see you any better than how you treat you. And then finally, what God has really been dealing with me on is monetizing my time. I had to determine how much I'm worth and not sell myself for cheap. And I'm not saying that I'm charging people for who I am and, and what my time only, but there is a certain degree of monetization that's associated with my time. But when I determine how much I'm worth, I stop letting people waste my time because they're wasting my money. When I sit back and think about idle conversations I'm having about nothing, watching television, doing certain things that's not benefiting me, not feeding and stimulating my mind, I realize how much time I'm wasting and also how much money I'm wasting. And that within itself gives me a boost to um, recalibrate and think differently about myself and about my actions so I can do something that's ultimately going to make me better and make those around me better. Thank you for allowing me to share this. My wow, thank you, Bishop. So powerful, you know, um, when you and, and, and these are the things like when we when we say something like amongst our amongst our selves and we say something like um, my time is worth money. The same people who say they want to be millionaires would take that sentence offensively. I believe that there are consistent contradictions to where we say we want to go in what we really believe. Now, if you were an attorney and you say, I charge $1,000 an hour, a person in the audience would say, wow, they must be a good attorney. They went to law school and they now know their stuff. They, they've done whatever internship they've done. And now they say they are, they're, they're valued at $1,000 an hour. And the attorney could possibly still not even have had the success of being a millionaire. Many attorneys have not. But if it's someone who would say, I've gone around and I have collected from all the millionaires and even billionaires the information that I know for sure, whatever, and it's $1,000 for the year. I've seen people scratch their head and say, I wonder if it's worth it. Contradiction. I believe that when you're saying that in the thought process, we have to understand that it's okay to say that my time is worth money. How else would we monetize and become what we say we want? But what we need to make sure of is that we are showing the value. We got to give the value. Let's think about 1,074 episodes of Power Start Your Day. Do you know sometimes I'll go back and I'll listen and I'll say, whoa, Holy Spirit, you did your thing. Well, I allowed you to just handle it. And some things come out, and I'm saying, whoa, those were some huge gems. Let me write that down myself. Let me make sure I'm implementing that. And people have heard it for free, 1,074 episodes, and not asking themselves, how far am I going to let this information take me? I'm getting access to information that I otherwise probably would not because 
how many, yes, before Clubhouse, how many of them are really showing the gems? Let me tell you something. I'm listening to some of these rooms, and they're not giving the full gems. They're giving you enough to want to allow you to say, I want more, which that's how they monetize. They're giving you enough, but they are not giving the full deal. How would I know? Because I'm in the rooms knowing the full deal. And they're able to only give the credentials or the credibility. There was a few rooms in here. One of the gentlemen, Zach, he has a podcast. And we've been, he's been calling about, like, listen, we want 100% entrepreneurs, no fluff. And then they're talking about the rooms where they're giving fluff, they're giving crazy answers, and people are packing out the rooms. And the rooms where they're giving the truth, Zach's room wasn't that full. This room's not that full. People not pinging to make sure people are getting the real. And guess what I said? I remember Dr. Monroe saying... The challenge is many people are settling for counterfeit because they believe they're counterfeit. Game recognizes the same game. We have to first come to a very clear belief that, number one, we can do it. Number two, that we're not doing as much as we could be doing. And number three, create those environments to where it will help and provoke you. Sometimes you need provocation. Sometimes you need somebody to push you. Sometimes you need somebody to hurt your feelings, give you a little sting sometimes to say, oh, no, I'm not going to want to feel like that again versus run away from those feelings. We want to be comatose into cash. That's not going to work. You got to be woke. So good morning to you, Danikia. Sometimes we'll hear things and we'll say, I don't even think that even apply or matter to what we're talking about. I've heard many of my mentors say things to me that just didn't even seem like it made no sense at the time, but it was because I wasn't at that level of sense at the time. Sometimes anything that you hear and you don't understand, you raise your hand and come ask a question for clarification. I was always the one say, can you clarify that? That sometimes drives Robert crazy. Can you explain that a little bit further? You're like, did you hear what's, what, what's coming out of my mouth? Denikia, good morning. <laughs> Did you hear? I already said it. Good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone. Now, y'all saying a lot of things um, this morning, and I'll just speak on just kind of being in rooms and hearing stuff and you're like, what? This is not making sense. And so with that, it just came from reading, from studying, from being in the right rooms and getting the right information prior to the digital room space. Mm-hmm. where now you can actually evaluate and not take everything for, I guess, face value when you hear it in these uh, rooms. That it actually even caused me to kind of scale back. And I, I look at this platform just like it would be if it was a live type of event. Yeah. Not every room I want to be in anyway mm-hmm. in real life. And so I have to now monitor my time on this app and look at the rooms and even see who are in the room. Um, Sometimes, you know, when I even think about Instagram, you know, you may follow someone or you see a certain image and, you know, you may say, okay, this is a person that I think I want to follow or this is someone that I think could help me. And you may be drawn to a room if you see that same name now on this platform and it's a lot to be learned just from being a listener. Um, and I'm grateful to, for that to even be, be instilled in me. You know, sometimes in the real life world, people are wanting to be on stage all the time. And there are times when, you know, mm-hmm. you should be on stage and there are times that you should be in the audience to listen, to observe, 
Um, and so just being able to observe people now from this standpoint of being in the audience and really seeing and hearing the real deal um, is making me kind of question a lot of things. And so there are some rooms that I'm like, no, and honestly, right now, I only get on Clubhouse to do time start your day with my mentor, someone that I know, someone that I trust, that I know is not going to be giving me the fluff. Um, and just being able to identify, I guess, the real, and I guess that comes with assignment. Um, don't just get caught up in the images or the name of someone that you saw on a different platform. Uh, really, truly listen to what is being said and, and be inclined to even do your research, especially when it's something new that you, um, you may not have been aware of. <laughs> so powerful, Danikia. And I mean, I can't wait. I know you have um, a a social media um, a social media training that's that's going to be launching here soon and this is the thing i remember when you did it the first time an idea of hey you were gathering and getting the research and identifying and this is what i want you to do on on in this clubhouse and on blog talk I need you to first identify where are you trying to go. So that would even identify what room should you be in. What do you have versus what do you need? Identify like what are the things that you need to be asking, seeking, and knocking more of so that now you're filling in the gaps. Because if not, if you keep filling in with just information, information, and especially you got to remember, it's almost like we are like computers. Do you know that they kind of created the computer, the hard drive, um, similar to our brain. And so we only have but so much of storage. And let's think about how many times you need to just clean out the hard drive. We have pictures on our phones or on our computers that will save videos that we don't need anymore, snapshots or selfies that should have just come out to give more room for what we really need. Now you're going to, you really want to record what we're saying on Power Start Your Day. You don't even have enough storage. This is how we're operating even inside of our lives and even in our businesses. We start saying we think that, oh, proximity is power. What power are you trying to acquire? You got to identify what are you trying to be empowered to do? You might be close to a lot of minutia, a lot of things that you do not need more of. And you have to be mindful of that. Literally. I know that with us, you know, finishing out the, the next launch of Pink Millionaire Club, identifying, dialing in, what do people really need? What's going to come out? What, that means that everything can't fit. You need to have that same sort of scrutiny in your life and in your business. Before we have um, Mr. Robert Jackson, Rob the Bill to speak, we're going to have Jennifer. Jennifer, did you have a question? Did you have a question for the panel so far of what we are speaking about um, or anything you'd like to uh, share. Jennifer. Good morning, Nicola. I just seen my family up here and immediately raised my hand. But um, I just love everything you guys are saying. Danikia, thank you so much. Nicola, thank you. I totally agree with what you guys are saying. And just to piggyback off that, some of these rooms, you know, they get so big, it's like you get lost in the sauce, right? But these smaller rooms, it forces a genuine connection. And when you really, truly build those relationships, that's where you find those breakthroughs. That's where, you know, you get those power players and you can really get some good information. And Nicola successfully is clues. So whenever you're speaking, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer. I can tell you, and, and believe it or not, 
even when you're speaking, I'm taking notes. Do you know that? I do. When when anyone's speaking, I, I am taking note as to what is their heart saying? What are they saying they need? This is how you become a person of value. For anyone that's in the audience and whatever business that you're offering, and you know that that may be the vehicle maybe for, it doesn't have to be. One stream does not have to be a million-dollar stream for you to become a millionaire, by the way. You can have a stream that takes you to six figures, and you put the monies in the right places in a 10X, and you can still become a millionaire. That's a whole nother training course. But what we're talking about is from scratch. And we're talking about from the bottom to the top. And we got to kind of excavate the wrong thought processes and pick up the right habits and the right thought processes and start thinking like millionaires. When we're in the grind of our first million, we block out anything that does not relate to where we're trying to go. Every time we've done another seven-figure venture, it will be concentrated focus on where we're trying to go. And that means that some of the things that we used to do don't even fit anymore. So that idea of quarantining yourself to where your mind is in synergy with your spirit, this is what I wanted to mention, and we're going to go right to Robert. Sometimes we're all the way to the left or all the way to the right when God gave us Something in the middle, because he says anything in excess is not good. Anything that we just binge out on and just go all the way is not good. So he gave us the spirit realm. Then he gave us the natural realm or our flesh that's always fighting against each other, but we have our soul that can decide. And there's no way that God will give us all three if we didn't need all three. But with his help and the connection to the Holy Spirit, we identify where we should be at at what time. But there's always going to be the requirement of synergy. That's how come you can have some people who are so spiritually inclined, but naturally they can't understand anything. And then some people who are so natural, they don't even want to understand anything of the spirit. But the person who can find alignment and synergy of the balance of the two. I've heard people say to me, Nicola, you can go to left brain and right brain. It's because I work on the balance of the, I worked on the balance. That's how I can create the systems because in the creative side, I'm thinking about what are the people really wanting? It should only be what they really want and need. You sell them what they want first and then you give them what they need after. Like you might say, come be a millionaire. You want that, but then now inside here, I'm going to let you know that it's about you believing your beliefs. It's about your habits. It's about your connections. And it's about even the power of knowing how to make decisions. Most people have not even decided, meaning cut off any other opportunity of going backwards. They've not decided that they really want to go forward. That's a true decision where ain't no way, ain't no failure is never an option. That's a true decision. Most of us are oscillating back and forth, back and forth. And because people will give us ear to our problems, give us ear to our, our you know, downfalls. Listen, if your story includes the downfall, people are waiting for the ending, for the come up. I, I promise you. So that's why you must turn your 
that mess into the message. You must turn that pain into some sort of purpose of prosperity. You must do it. Because this world is not cruel. This world is cruel. This world ain't God. The world don't have mercy. They don't care. If you don't get it, you're just going to be broke and broken. So good morning, babe. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How you doing this morning? I'm fine. I just followed your lead this morning. I was just in the other room with you. Did you just forget again already? Yeah, yeah. You know, I still want to give you your uh, proper introduction. Like I love you. Else. I love you. <laughs> good morning. All right. Go ahead on. What are we talking about, Rob the Builder? I'm always um, excited to, you know, kind of share with people uh, just those small things about what it really takes to be successful. You know, first thing people need to understand is that in order for you to really be successful, you're going to have to break some rules. See, a, a lot of us are trying to be successful but we are following the wrong rules. Now, when I say break the rules, I want you guys to understand that law and rules don't abide in the same sentence. I didn't say break the law. I said break the rules. You say, well, what do you mean by breaking the rules? I mean that all of the things that you thought that it was going to take to be successful, you need to recreate that book. Because a lot of us learn success off of what people that have not been successful has taught us. You say, well, what do you mean? A lot of us on this line, our mind has been trained and contoured to be worker bees. If you work hard, you'll get to this level. If you work hard, this is what will happen. But what they're really trying to say to you is that if you put a lot of time and effort into something and put enough passion behind it, you can be successful. I just always remember when, you know, I, I meet certain people and I'm, a, I'm the kind of person, I don't really care about titles. I don't really care about, you know, Letters, I don't really care about, um, you know, I don't care about those those type, types of things, you know. Uh, people say, well, I want you to meet so-and-so. I'm like, okay, well, what do they have, what do they have to offer? Because a lot of us look at success, and we think that just because you see the cars, the houses, and all that kind of stuff, that, 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 is, that is successful. And I just remember um, that when me and Nicola started really understanding the laws of success, that we understood that we were going to put God first. We understood that without him, no matter how much money we may accumulate, we're still not successful. And I said it with you guys because there's somebody on this line this morning that you're just going through the scroll and trying to figure out where do I fit. And the problem with most of us is that we're trying to fit in a space 
that we're not even supposed to be in. Mm. We're trying to be, we're trying to look at these people's success, and we're saying that, well, if I connect to them, mm. then maybe I can get what they are having. Mm. But see, we understood that we needed to connect to the source of where all of it comes from. And when you connect with the source, the source will allow you to connect with the right people. And that's been our key to really form a successful entity, um, growing into a successful marriage. And we're still growing. I'm not going to add like everything that we have, everything that we're doing it's in a, it's in an A place, mm-hmm. but it's in a place to where we can build on it. Mm-hmm. So some of us need to really put ourselves in a place and understand. First, you need to slow up some. You need to you need to slow your process up and uh, and make some assessments of where you are. And I promise you, if you slow up and just take some time and make a proper assessment. It will put your life in a different direction. I just remember looking at this movie, um, this movie called Taken. And in this movie called Taken, the guy said, I have a special set of skills. And it makes me a nightmare. And when I think about that, I think about the people that are on this line this morning. Mm. Everybody on this line has a special set of skills. And if you use these skills, it'll make you a nightmare. And I know some of y'all have dreams on this line. But see, a dream and a nightmare are very different. See, a dream will show you some things. But a nightmare will take you out of some things. And you say, well, what do I want to be a nightmare for? You want to be a nightmare for death. You want to be a nightmare Mm. for brokenness. Mm. You want to be a nightmare for lack of integrity. Mm. You want to be a nightmare for, you want to be a nightmare for anything in your life that is not taking you in the direction that God will have you to go. Some of y'all are operating at 30%, 40%, 60%. But I'm telling you, if you put yourself in a place where you start operating at 120%, and you say, well, why 120? Because mm. some people like to say, well, I'm at, I'm operating, I'm giving it 100%. Well, people, 100% is not good enough no more. Mm. Because what about the days when you don't feel like giving 100%? But if you put yourself in a mindset of saying, I'm going to give everything I do 120%. So guess what happens? The days that you're not really in it, you're still at 100%. Because you gave more than 100% when you started. So you just have to understand that. Understanding what it really takes is that you just got to put yourself in in, in that thought process and that mindset of saying that I, I'm, I'm willing to go through the process. I'm really, I, 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 I'm willing to trust the system. Because people, you got to understand that success 
only comes through systems. It don't come through how much money you have. Mm. It doesn't come through how much smartness you have. It doesn't come by how much. None of that stuff that you have, it, it doesn't relate to that. But when you understand that you got to trust the system, and you say, well, what system? Not your system, because your system has not been proven successful yet. You want to trust a proven system. Mm. And sometimes systems can be very tricky because there are all kinds of systems out here. But when you are operating at a level and God is leading you, and you're operating in the spirit, you will know what system actually works for you. And stop allowing things to get in, in, in your in your spirit. Just like Denise said, all these rooms on Clubhouse, they're not for your spirit. Mm. And you got to be very gentle and careful when you're trying to go to that next level of what you're listening to and who you're listening to. I know sometimes, you know, I, I, I've been hopping in some of these rooms and, you know, yeah, you know, people now saying they're making millions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that's fine. But when I hop in these rooms and I hear these people doing all this cussing and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not going to say that I don't use a couple words every now and then. Mm-hmm. But in the retrospect of it, when it comes to my business world and when it comes to my business life, I don't know if, if if all that is relevant to the people that are under my voice. Because when God starts trusting you with processes, when he starts trusting you with people, mm. when he starts trusting you with finances, he's trusting you and he's giving you the ability to be in that position because he trusts you. So I'm just sharing that these small little um, think about what it really takes because sometimes hard work is not what what it is not all it takes. Hard work with dedication, with systems and processes is, is what it takes. And a lot of us, like I said, we just don't want to trust the process. Wow. But if you embrace it, if you allow it to be a part of your daily regimen, and I'm telling you, sometimes the process you. Sometimes the process is not going to yield an immediate return. You know, sometimes the process is not going to always, you know, give you what you thought you put into it. But I always tell the It broke up, honey. It broke up. Oh, mercy, it broke up. Can you, can yes. you hear me? Yes. I always like to share with people that any time that you are sowing seeds. The seed does not always come back in a financial return. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these seeds that you are sowing for your prosperity, prosperity comes in different levels, people. It comes from your family being protected. You mm. sow the seed and mm. there was a drive-by that went down your cousin them avenue and your Every house got touched besides your cousin's house. That's, that's, that's because of the seed that you sow. The seeds that you sow, sometimes you can be one car away from an accident 
but God was there to protect you. That's because of the seed you sow. So we got to start understanding that when you really start prospering, you really start understanding and operating at these different levels of being successful and want to be successful, you got to understand that every seed that you sow is not for a financial gain. Mm. So I just want to, you know, want to share that with the people this morning. And, and I just hope that something that I said has, you know, has, has touched somebody, has, has waking somebody up, um, and, and just giving you something just, just to think about. You know, everything everybody says not for everybody, but for the person that it was for, I hope I was able to impart on you. Thank wow. You. Thank you so much. Thank you so much just to think. And I live with this man. He just, he just, let me tell you something. This is the deal. When, when, when Robert said so many different things that, um, that, uh, I literally just have like, you know, baby leaping in, inside of me in the idea of saying that letting certain things into your spirit and, and having what is called, we were taught that leaders create atmospheres for others to grow. And we would never want to trigger things that would help people go back to a place they never wanted to be. Reckless responsibility is sometimes what I see. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying it is what it is. That like what Robert is sharing, that there's a time and place for everything. And when we're talking at the the idea, just because we're successful don't mean that we can just Say whatever, not even thinking recklessly how that might even be affecting someone in a, in a way. We're always going to be coming from the intention of wanting to help. We were taught that leaders don't hurt, they help. And so when, we, when we're saying that and to say like, hey, even the words that we're using, we don't want to use words where you're feeling, even if we're saying, okay, we're saying things that may sting you. Not, we don't want you to feel like we're abusing our position of power that God has allowed us to get to. Why? Just like what he said. We know we're not successful without God. So, okay, there are some other people who say, I am successful without God. And they're not realizing maybe they're operating in his laws that he reigns on the just and the unjust and he watches over his word just to perform it. And, and he's not a man that he should lie. So he can't go back. If he tells you, you do X, Y, and Z, and he delivers and you do X, Y, and Z and you deliver, you might get the monetary or the material gain, but maybe you didn't get the spiritual connection or relationship to him. So at some point you end up empty. How do I know this? I speak to some people who are super successful, even people who become celebrities, whatever, and they say, I feel empty. Even though I have these, I feel empty. And you might say, well, I don't feel empty. I'm spirit-filled, and I feel really good when I'm in the presence of God, but I have no material. It's not materializing. It's not manifesting. We've got to know that there is a certain balance. Balance does not mean perfection, but you have to be aware of the balance so that you can have success without being a private mess. This is the thing. As we're going into, we have some questions. We have a question here on Blog Talk, 267-8919. We want to know what is your question? How can we help you? What area are you 
challenged in. There is no right or wrong answer if it's your challenge. That's what we got to know. Even that idea of not being open to say, this is my challenge. This is my challenge. Good morning. God bless you. 267, last four, 8919. Good morning, Dame Nicola. Uh, everyone, um, I'm so honored to be privy to your leadership and your platform. This is definitely a godsend. I've been listening to you here lately, and I'm kind of nervous. I was like tossing and turning all night last night, trying, hoping that I could get on and ask you this and word it. Okay. All right. Um, since September, I lost my job. I was in health care. Queen, I don't want to interrupt you. Can you take three deep breaths real quick? Real okay. deep three. Just take it real fast, deep. Bring it in as much air as you can, as much breath as you can. Breathe okay. it out a little slower. Okay. Do one more for All me, right. please. Do one okay. more for me, please. Okay. All right. Okay. So, now go I was ahead. Healthcare, medical mm-hmm. code effect. Uh, 30 years in healthcare field. Same position, 27 years. Okay, so I went through a lot. I said the Lord had me there. A lot of abuse, a lot of just just whatever because I was there on a mission from the Lord. I, I knew this. Okay. So as it happened in September, I packed up my desk. I said to myself, okay, Lord, my time here is over. You have something else for me. I just, just held it together, listened to my gospel, packed up my desk, went on. All right, so since that time, they've given pay up until I have, I will still get a paycheck up until uh, the end of February. Okay, so since then, I've already always had a dream of entrepreneurship. Even I did not know how, where. I don't, I'm not tech savvy, I'm not on Facebook or any of that stuff, but I always had that dream and I knew God put it in there entrepreneurship, um, restaurant owner, um, real estate, all these things. So since the layoff, since I got lost, lost my job, um, I've been getting certain uh, information coming to my phone about entrepreneurship, real estate courses, real estate classes. Um, then I listened to you. I knew that was a God thing. I knew it. I, I listened faithfully every day because I know it's God. It's a God thing. Then it's been prophesied over my life real strongly. God is going to do something for for you soon. Well, first of all, God is about to do something for all of his children. This is our time now. This is definitely 2021. Some big things are coming for God's people. All right, so with that being said, uh, it's been said that God is about to move. God is about to move. Now, I'm constantly getting asked uh, by my credit union, uh, you know you qualify for uh, a, a personal loan uh, for uh, ten to thirty thousand dollars, you know, you qualify. Then also, you can get another line of credit. Like they keep asking me this. So yesterday, it really zoned in on me. I'm like, wait a minute, is this a God or or what? Like I'm confused. I've also been praying and asking God for financial counseling. I don't know where to go. I, I I'm I, I'm not like I said. I'm not um, internet savvy. I'm not on Facebook. I need connection. I need divine connection. So I've been praying and asking for God to give me a Christian counselor, financial counselor, because whatever, how it has been prophesied to me, what God is about to do in my life, I want to be, I want to be careful about who's uh, uh, surrounding me and helping me, if you will. So Mm -hmm. my thing is this. 
right, so when God gives the vision, he gives the provision. So I'm tossing and turning all night last night. Like, it's, the time is about to be up that they can use my job to give me these loans. Um, do I take that or do I wait on God? Like, it seems like it's just dropping into my lap. Like, this. like mm-hmm. the, I got an increase in September. Um, the credit score then was uh, 698. They increased me my credit line to 5000 I pay, um, I have a few thousand on the side, on the bank. So since then, it had to be increased, my credit, because they're offering, offering me these things. I don't want to get into debt. I listen to you, but the credit card, I don't. I owe, my debt that I owe is like $4,000, but I have more than that saved in my own personal savings. I don't know where to go, but I know God is doing something. I need, I need, I need you to help me. Direction. Okay. Okay. The yeah. first thing is even the deep breath. I need you to do that like six times. You want to be anxious okay. for nothing. Okay. Right. Amen. 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 Anxious for nothing. Anxious for nothing. And the first thing I want to share with you is I'm I'm so glad that at least you identified that a change needs to happen. Um, you also want to identify been in a the same position for 27 years. There is some things that you've mastered that you didn't even know was mastered be, because maybe you wasn't recognized as it being a mastery in some things. 27 years. Um, I always tell people, build on what you have before you start building something new. So you want to okay. identify and know that money without instruction is a perfect recipe for destruction. Amen. So you need to get some clarity. If you want to do real estate, why do you want to do real estate? Because some other people make money in real estate. Tell me what. You can make money with real estate without being a real estate professional. So tell me why would you want to do real estate? Well, I know that that's a good source of income. My true, true heart. Stop right there. I'm sorry. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. Anytime you choose something, when the first and only reason is money, you're going to end up in misery. Okay. You're going to end up in misery. I, I need you to hear me very clearly. You're going to end up in misery if the first reason you're saying it is because of money. Because you it's, can I want to leave a legacy for my family. That, 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 that's, that's not just money. I know it's good, a good source of money. I do want that. But I want to leave a legacy for my family, for my loved ones. You can have legacy for your family without real estate being your profession. I'm going to tell you something about it. I'm, I'm really learned. And what, when someone asks you a question and you're not even expecting the question, the first thing you say uh-huh. that comes out of the heart flows the issues of life. Yeah. Income is what you're making the decision off of. And the reason why I know that is because you said three to four times, about pretty much you're worrying about money running out because whatever they were paying you is going down. Now you start talking about money coming from the bank. Mm -hmm. See, if I listen very closely, and you don't even know that you're saying this from your heart. Yes. You're thinking it's in your head, but it's coming from your heart of what your primary concern is, and it's money. And it's fear, and it's out of fear, which I should not have. Well, money is fear for a lot of people especially if you don't have the instructions for it. I want you to go on and you can go on and inbox me and we can talk about a few more things. The first thing is you need clarity on 
What would you, you already been miserable for 27 years. What would you rather be doing instead? What would that life look like? I want, I want my, I, my restaurant. I want food. I, I, that's my love thing. Food. That's my number one. You yes, love food. A, a, a rest, I love to cook. But my thing is, I want to have more than one stream. That's why I would say real estate. I want to have more than one stream. You can have one more than one stream. All you have to do is identify a stream that you would probably do for free, and then you use the profits from that and create other streams. Nope. The thing okay. is, what I'm hearing is that you think that money has to be labored for, and money is made faster, easier, and lasts longer when it's made from leverage, not labor. You've been laboring okay. for 27 years, so you think that's the way you're money. Even with the 27 years, would you consider yourself financially free? No. Okay. So that tells you right there, that's the proof that it doesn't come from labor. Right. That's the proof. That's correct. That's the proof. And this is what I want us to know. I had to learn that as an overworked hairstylist. It does not come from labor. You can't labor yourself to wealth. So you got to identify, okay, you're going to have some labor in the front end, building that foundation, but it needs to be a plan of when I get this money, where is it going so it can be leveraged and grow. So you start off with the passion. So now we'll be talking about opening up a restaurant, and I'm going to move in. We're talking about opening up a restaurant. I'm going to speak real quickly because I want to get okay. to our next uh, speaker. Okay. 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 Starting a restaurant, in these days and times, you want to think about all of the risks. So if you love to cook, could you still love uh -huh. to cook and create a cookbook that people could actually buy and leverage and use the cookbook? And you could actually be maybe a chef online selling a cookbook, mm -hmm. selling, you know, mm -hmm. quick courses, what have you. And you can still love to cook and leverage social media and earn significant income from that. Could you do that? Would you mm. still be able to do what you love, which is cooking, without all of the high risk and overhead? Could you do mm -hmm. that? Go yeah. ahead and inbox me and let's have some conversation. Okay, we got to think leverage versus labor. That's going to lead you to wealth. Right. God bless you. Right. We love you. God, God bless you. Listen, how, would, how, how do I get to your inbox? What, what do I do? I'm on my phone. Nicola Smith Jackson on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much. God bless you, Dave. God bless you. God bless you all. Thank you so much. God bless you. I look forward to helping. Okay. Yeah, Nicola Smith Jackson. Talk with you soon. All right, so.